What's going on, gamers? It's your boy, Diggs Gaming. Welcome back to Off Hunting's Gaming News. And there's a lot to go through tonight, starting with the website that Microsoft created about the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. I still do not understand why this was necessary. I just do not understand this whatsoever. And really, it just looks like the same thing that Microsoft's been saying throughout this entire thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't why they felt the need to put this website out there. It just says everything that Microsoft's been saying since the news came out that they were going to buy Activision Blizzard. And I'm looking at it right now. It's literally word for word everything they said. So they split this up into three different categories. So benefits for the players, more games on more devices, including Xbox, PlayStation, specifically saying PlayStation, phones and online choice in how and where people buy games with subscription and one-off purchase options for the 95 percent of gamers who play on phones alternatives to gaming offerings from dominant mobile platforms benefits for game creators more ways to get games in front of more players through support pretty much the same thing they said from benefits for gamers investment and better access to gamers better revenue and fair marketplace rules through our app store principles, greater flexibility in payment systems and the experience they provide their fans and benefits for the game industry, more competition in mobile where a couple of big players dominate, but one of those is Activision with King. So that's kind of weird, but eh, I'll take it. Greater competition in traditional gaming where Sony and Nintendo will remain the biggest. That's the big one right there. I will get to that later. Emphasis on positive workplace culture and increased local investment from Microsoft in studios and creative ecosystems around the world. Now, also, we found out that Brazil has approved the deal. And in their explanation, they specifically stated that they have to look at this from the benefit of the entire gaming industry, not necessarily looking at the main competitor to Microsoft, which is basically a shot at Sony without really saying Sony. But I want to go back to what they said about where Nintendo and Sony will remain the leaders in the marketplace. I mean, we've heard this throughout the entire thing. Even, even if this deal goes through, which we all expect it will, it should not affect Sony and Nintendo, even though Call of Duty will now be a Xbox game, technically. Even if it goes exclusive. That is what we have heard throughout this entire thing. And really, I just don't see the benefit of making uh, Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox only. I just don't see how that would be a good business move. I mean, maybe Microsoft can justify that. I don't see how they can. I just feel like with Call of Duty, it has to remain multi-platform. Because that's where you're going to get the most gamers. And that's pretty much what they're trying to say. I just don't see anything where they would take Call of Duty away. And even with this deal, I mean, it's the main thing is Call of Duty because they want to make sure that Call of Duty stays on PlayStation. That's the big thing for them. For those that are saying that Sony's just being a bunch of crybabies, well, what are they supposed to do? You know, they are the competitors to Microsoft. They're making sure that this is not going to affect their mark on the gaming industry because it's the gaming industry that got Sony to where it is now. And they want to make sure that they're still going to be a big, uh, just a big part 
of the gaming industry. And they're going to make sure that Call of Duty is staying on PlayStation. That's what this is all about. They want to make sure Call of Duty stays on PlayStation. And which, again, I just think that's going to happen. I just don't see how it would be a good move to take Call of Duty off of PlayStation. And this is all I'm going to say on this. I'm going to move on to the next topic. But I mean, really, this is starting to get out of hand. And I'm just waiting until this gets solved and Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal goes through. I'm just waiting for that now because, I mean, this is just getting crazier and crazier. And I'm kind of getting sick and tired of talking about this. I really am. Moving on, in a leaked document, we found out that Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a remaster for the PlayStation 5. Now, when this originally came out, they were saying remaster slash remake, and everybody was saying, oh, what is going on with this? What is Sony doing? Why would they be making something like this where Horizon Zero Dawn is a newer game? It's from 2017. Why would they be making a remaster remake? What are they doing? Why are they going to do this charge of $70 worth? Everybody needs to realize something. This is probably going to be along the lines of the Uncharted Legacy Collection, where those were games from the PlayStation 4 that got remastered and PlayStation 5 versions. And it was basically, I forget how much it was. I think it was like a $40 fee. And then if you actually had the game itself, it was a $10 fee and you got both games. It was a Uncharted 4, a Thief's End, and uncharted the lost legacy so those two you only needed one copy of one game and all you had to do was pay a ten dollar fee and you would have gotten both games for that and this is probably going to be something similar to where they're gonna make a playstation 5 version for just update some visuals do things that makes it better to use for the playstation 5 maybe input some uh, stuff from horizon forbidden west and probably charge you uh, 30 40 bucks for it and probably a ten dollar fee for those that have the game on playstation 4 that sounds like that's what this is going to be i don't really think it's going to be like oh it, it, it's not going to be a remake from the ground up they're going to charge 70 dollars for it. it's not going to be the last of us part one type situation it's going to be an uncharted legacy of thieves collection and and this is why stuff just should not get leaked at all because there's no context for what this is, all we're hearing is, oh, by the way, Horizon's going to get a remaster slash remake without any context as to what this was on or what's going on with this. And with this document, it kind of looks like it's an older document based off some of the stuff that we have seen from this. Uh, one thing is Lucid Games, um, codename Red Star, which we're all assuming that's that was the Twisted Metal game that Lucid Games had been taken off, and it looks like it went to Fire Sprite. I mean, we're seeing Sumo Digital, but Sumo Digital is now run by Tencent. So we don't know if that game is really being done right now. And we're seeing Gorilla Games with a Horizon Online game that has been rumored for a long time. And a few other games on here. It's a leaked document. It looks like it was a little bit older. And I don't know how much of this is going to prove to be 100% true. I mean, we'll see, but Horizon Zero Dawn getting a PlayStation 5 version, I think it does make sense, even though, yes, they did do the, I think it was the 4K 60 frames per second type of deal for that they've already done that. But, yeah, I, I just don't see a problem with this because, again, it's probably going to be a Legacy of Thieves collection type of thing, not a Last of Us Part 1 type of thing. That's just my two cents on the subject. Moving on. 
Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios, did a few interviews this week. Not just one. He did a few of them. And he talked about a lot of stuff, and we're going to get into some of the highlights of those. And the first thing I want to talk about was the investment in From Software. So Holst talked about how this investment might be beyond games into PlayStation production. So we could see some From Software IPs get turned into shows or movies that is being produced by PlayStation Productions. And that would be a really good thing. Now, I'm not really sure how you would translate something like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, or Elden Ring into a TV show or movie. I'm not quite sure how what the route you would go with that because it is kind of different from some of the other games that we have seen. But then again, they can make a Twisted Metal and Gran Turismo movie. I mean, they could do something with Dark Souls and Elden Ring. They could definitely do something with that. And that'd be really interesting if they do. And I would actually like to see how they would pull that off. If this is the case, I mean, this is what Homer and Holst said. And I can't wait to see what comes from this. If this turns out that they are actually going to do that. Holst also talked about the live service games that are coming. As we all know, PlayStation a while back said they had 10 live service games in production. Some of them may have already been released. Some we already know of and others we just do not have a clue what they are. And Holst talked about how they're going to be a mix of original and other IPs, which to me just sounds like some are going to be IPs that we know and love, and some are going to be brand new IPs, stuff that we have not seen from PlayStation before, which definitely I do like because with some of their IPs, I mean, they could definitely do, they could definitely be turned into a live service game. I mean, The Last of Us with Factions 2. I mean, we all saw the original Last of Us multiplayer, and now we're waiting on the one for part two. We're still waiting on that one a few years later. We know about the Horizon Online. We just talked about that. Gran Turismo 7 probably could be considered a live service game, and I really want to see what kind of original ideas they have for live service games. I mean, live service games to me are really a broad topic at this point. It's not just, oh, it's like Destiny 2. No, live service games could definitely, you can definitely put into different categories. And I really want to see what PlayStation's going to be doing with this. Uh, another one, the Twisted Metal uh, game, we're all assuming that's probably going to be a live service game. And the games are going to come from newly acquired and and the studios that they have had for years, which... Yeah, it's a good mix of what to do. We know Fire Sprite is probably going to be working on a few. Uh, we know Gorilla's working on one. We know Naughty Dog's working on one. And really, because of how much they've been able to grow their studios, they can have them work on the live service games as well as the single-player games. And he talked about that as well, that single-player games, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. That is still their most profitable games, and it's still a big part of the company. And for those that are just worried about that they're losing their faith in the single-player games, they're not. I mean, we have seen them just double down on their single-player games to start off the PlayStation 5 era. I mean, look what's come out so far. We're talking from Insomniac alone. We have Spider-Man Miles Morales and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and they're working on Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine from Naughty Dog. You're the Last of Us Part 1. Yes, that's a remake from the original game, but still... That's got to count. You know, we have all of these games that they have released from not only first-party studios, but also from some third-party studios. I mean, you look at Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. You look at Stray. You look at Kana Bridge of Spirits. I mean, these 
games are still a big part and they understand that if you think that you can do something with live service games then go for it i mean that's just my thought on this just go for it because at the end of the day there's still a business and the best way to make profit they're going to look at it when you look at the single player games when they're saying they are still the most profitable games of what they release then they mean that and they're not going anywhere just keep buying those games and they're going to keep making them that's all we have to do they understand that they really do cross-gen games this one was a little disappointing but i think i understand what they mean by this there it's going to be on a case-by-case basis for me i'm gonna take a guess at this and think that what they mean by this is the the bigger titles that are going to be coming out after god of war ragnarok those are going to be just on the playstation 5 like spider-man 2 and wolverine that was also confirmed which had been confirmed before by insomniac but we just got further confirmation spider-man 2 and wolverine are going to be playstation 5 exclusives but then when you have some smaller games that probably not as graphically demanding that could probably also run on the playstation 4 probably going to do that as well so we're going to see a few more costume games over the next few years but probably again it's just going to be for those smaller titles where you can put those on a playstation 4 and it's not going to cause too many problems but with the big titles the big games those are most likely going to be playstation 5 titles that's just my guess on on the topic of this and then for the pc releases so live service games are going to release day and date with the console game and single player games are going to be about a year before they get put on pc and yeah this is the right approach because with a live service game you want to make sure you get that on pc as soon as possible and doing a day and date with the console release that's a great idea i know people are a little upset about that but there's no reason to be and for single player games again that's a great idea to do that a year after it released on consoles it's just enough time to where those that want to play right away they're going to get that and then those that probably are going to wait a little bit and then play on pc they're going to get it on pc after about a year and yeah it's a really good idea and i think playstation's doing this the right way a good thing from herman holst he talked about a few other things but these were the topics that i felt were the most interesting now it's not just playstation CD Projekt Red also released some information, and we got some info on a lot of games that they are working on. So for Cyberpunk 2077, we know that they were working on the Phantom Liberty expansion. We know when that's going to be coming down. And for a sequel to Cyberpunk, we know that that is in development, and it is nicknamed Project Orion. So that is very interesting. They're working on a Cyberpunk sequel. Hopefully they learned their lesson from what they did with Cyberpunk 2077 and they will put all that information and make a really good game out of that. But that's going to be years away. We also found out about some new Witcher games that are in development. We found out about three of them. The first one is Project Polarius, which is The Witcher 4 and will start a new trilogy in The Witcher series. That is very exciting. Sirius, which is a new Witcher project that is told to have a very interesting take on the witcher series it's an inventive take on the witcher universe telling an unforgettable story for existing witcher fans and new audience that is currently in pre-production and then we learned about another project which is a single player open world rpg story driven that has actually been contracted to a third-party studio and that's being led by ex-witcher veterans which is called project 
Candice Majerus. I believe that's how you say it. I don't know. And then we found out about a brand new IP that they're working on called Project Hater. That's all we found out, that they're working on a new IP. And for the next Witcher game, Witcher 4, that is still a few years away. I believe they said the earliest is probably going to be 2025. So we're still years away from the next Witcher game. But CG Project Red really giving us all this information and they have exciting things coming out, and I can't wait to see what they do. Really, there's a lot to be excited about. And I was talking to KB about this, and she is very, very excited about the next Witcher game, and she can't wait to see what they do with it. Next up, big news. God of War Ragnarok has officially gone gold. Yes, people. This game is going to be coming out on time a month before its release. God of War Ragnarok has gone gold. And the only question is, will it be game of the year? We know it's going to be in competition. And that's the question. Will it be game of the year? That is the big one. Next up, the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer. Yes, that came out this week. And I watched it and... I'll tell you what, there were things that impressed me and things that I'm a little worried about. So it starts off with Bowser, who was voiced by Jack Black, being trying to invade basically a bunch of penguins. And the penguins are trying to defend themselves by throwing snowballs at them. Yeah, that didn't work, and he basically annihilated them. And then we jump to Mario and Toad and their arrival in the Mushroom Kingdom. And that's pretty much what the trailer was all about. It, I mean, it was only like the first trailer it was a teaser trailer, but we did get a good look at Bowser. We got a good look at Mario and Toad, and we got a quick look at Luigi at the end. No, no lines, but did get a quick look at him. Now for Bowser, Jack Black, I mean, it looks like he's going to nail this role. I mean, Jack Black, I think was a great choice to play Bowser. And absolutely, when you watch him in the trailer, you definitely see him as Bowser. You definitely see his voice working as Bowser. So I think that was a great choice to have Jack Black play Bowser. But Chris Pratt as Mario, I just don't know. It just sounds like Chris Pratt. It does not sound like Mario. And yes, Mario doesn't have a lot of lines in his games, but you still know that distinct Mario voice. I just don't know if that's going to work. That's really what worries me the most. It's still a Mario movie and he's the main character. Uh, it just worries me a little bit. And then Toad, who is being voiced by Keen Michael Kay, who is an absolutely funny guy. And really, everything I see him in, he's absolutely amazing. And so I got no worry about him playing Toad. But we haven't seen any everybody yet. We haven't seen Donkey Kong yet. We haven't seen Peach yet. So we still have more to see with trailers that are going to be coming up. Next up, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer. So I talked to KB about this. Unfortunately, she could not join us tonight. She is busy. But... I did have her text me some stuff that she wanted to talk about. And so for Pokemon trailer, she said the best part was the picnic system. And yeah, I definitely like that. It is, yes, it is very similar to the camping sites for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. But those were still really good parts of the game. And for the picnic scenes, instead of making curry, you are making sandwiches, which is absolutely perfect. Because what are you going to eat at a picnic? You're going to eat sandwiches. So absolutely perfect. She also liked how you can find tarot Pokemon in the wild by how they sparkle. Which I did not see that coming. I did not think we were going to be capturing 
uh, Terra Pokemon in the wild. I thought we were only going to be doing that in raid battles and really in big battles like gym battles or when you're fighting to be the champion or maybe even during the raids on Team Star, which we will get to later. Yeah, that's that is really interesting. And I really do like that. I really do. And I really love this Terra system. I think it it's a great addition to Pokemon. I really like how these Pokemon look when they are in their Terra forms. And I really like how, you know, different Pokemon can have different attributes when they do, when they go into their Terra forms. I absolutely love it. Now, she also said that the one thing she's not sure of is sending their Pokemon into battle when you're fighting against Team Star. And basically what you have to do is you go into a base and you have to defeat a certain number of Pokemon. And I think I think there was a time limit too, but your Pokemon has free rage. You are not controlling your Pokemon like you would normally do in the games. You're not controlling what they're going to do with their moves, what they're going to do move-wise. They're the ones that have controls over it. It's interesting, but for something like the Team Star, uh, I, I'm not sure. Now... I could definitely see this working with, you know, if you want them to fight a certain Pokemon, just want them to defeat, get a quick victory, then yeah, that would definitely work. But with something like this, I I feel like it could get old rather quickly. So that does concern me a little bit, but everything else I absolutely loved from this trailer. I mean, they showed off just a whole bunch. I really like the... Uh, the TM maker where you don't have to go looking for certain TM or you have to go buy certain TM. You can make them yourself. I really do like that. There is really a lot to like about with this game, and I absolutely cannot wait for it to come out. Yes, I do have my pre-order in, and now I got to get a Nintendo Switch online account so I can play with friends. Thank you for that. But yeah, definitely something for Pokemon fans to get excited about. Yes, there are some things that I'm a little concerned about, but I mean, that's pretty much every game. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is the Dead Space trailer. Now, unfortunately, I do not have JoJo or Meliodas with me. Both of them watched the trailer, and I would have loved to have their opinion on it. Well, actually, I do have JoJo's opinion on this, but he's a man of few words. He said it looks good, and hopefully it leads to Dead Space 4. And he said the graphics look spectacular, and I got to agree with him on this. I mean, this game looks absolutely amazing. Everything you loved about the first Dead Space game, it looks like this game has had it times 10 i mean it, it looks absolutely amazing it looks as scary as everybody remembers it and it looks just so so unbelievably good it, it looks amazing i'm not really shocked by that i mean dead space this really was a series that when it was at its best it was very very good and hopefully it does lead to a new dead space game and i mean it, it looked amazing I got nothing more to say on this because I got nothing but positive things for it. And that is all that I have for today. As always, I am Diggs Gaming, and I will see you guys next time.